Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, as always, Alex, and with me tonight I have Mitch. How are you, Mitch? Good, thank you. It's been a while. It has indeed, and uh, it feels a little bit like old times having you back on the podcast, and we're also returning to the format that we had way back when we first started, which is um, we're looking at a bunch of games. Because we haven't had an episode for the last month, I guess, or two or three weeks, um, we've, we've had quite a few games go by since our last episode, and um, I thought it was best to sort of round those up and sort of talk about how the season's shaping up for us, um, I guess, starting with that Forest game. And, and really, I mean, we, that kick started a run of three wins in a row for us. So what, what were your thoughts on that game? And, and I guess more broadly, what, what are your thoughts on how the uh, results have panned out for us? Um, well, first of all, I couldn't believe that we actually won that game. I really thought for sure we were going to lose that. Um, I thought it was pretty open game. I thought it was pretty exciting to watch. I loved our kit. I think I'm going to buy that kit very, very soon. <laughs> it's um, very uh, Socceroos, reminiscent of like the Socceroos Away kit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I'm going to have to get either Callum or, or Jackson's name on the back of it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was stoked with the performance. It, it was kind of um, fortuitous, I guess. We had Magenis score just before halftime and then Bowen just after halftime so that even though um, Magenis then got sent off, which we can talk about in a second, um, it, it kind of set us up for that win, um, getting those two goals. And, and like you said, I mean, going into that game, Forrest, I think, could have gone second if they'd beaten us. So to come away with the three points was pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was away, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so even, even more so incredible. Um, and so then I guess on that red card for Magenis, um, it's his second for the season. I think it meant that he had like a four or five game ban. I think he's only now back from that ban. Um, what, what have you made of him so far? I guess we've had a little bit of um, a patchy or streaky strike force to start the season, but he at least had a couple of goals on the board, but clearly has, um, you know, an aggression or, um, you know, he plays on that edge, kind of, like, kind of like a Costa or someone where, you know, if he, if he toes the line on the right side of it, it really helps his game. But clearly, if he goes on the other side, uh, it can end up with a few red cards. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't think he has enough goals in him so far <laughs> to, to warrant being such a madman. Um, and I kind of think him and Eves are in a similar position that they're not going to score a hat full of goals. But just Eves has more of, of like a lovable factor, I think. <laughs> yeah. So... It's yeah, a more, I'm not, it's, it's a bit easier to forgive Eves if he's not scoring goals. Yeah, like yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a crazy challenge. Um, and I really don't think there was a need for it. It put us under pressure that we didn't have to be under. Um, yeah. And, and then we made it two from two against Midlands teams uh, by following that up with a great win against Derby with um, two goals from Jared Bowen. So he kind of went on a bit of a scoring streak over this last couple of weeks. He got the one goal against Forrest, two against Derby, and then scored again against Fulham. So um, really shaping up to be another really big season for, for Bowen and um, an, another impressive win at home against Derby. Yeah, it's, it's the classic um, Camille Gushiki assist to, to Jared Bowen. Jared's first goal actually was, was the exact same thing, just on the opposite flank. Um, it's the first time I confidently tipped us, I think, all season long. Every time... Oh, sorry, I've confidently did this and got it correct. Yeah. Every other time I was confident, I'd, I'd be wrong. So it was good to get one on us. 
Yeah, and it's good that you sort of get into that point of the season where we've won a few games now that you can actually feel confident tipping us and we're actually able to string a couple of wins together. It reminds me of that patch last season where we played Chef Wednesday, Leeds, a few others where we went into those games thinking we could win them and then we did win them and we won them quite convincingly. So um, to get a clean sheet against Derby is great as well because I know to start the season we weren't keeping a whole lot of clean sheets. So it's good to start to string some of those together as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we made it back-to-back clean sheets um, against Fulham, where, you know, that in a way, look, it's hard to say which is the most impressive of the three wins. I think winning at Forest was pretty incredible. But then to go to Fulham and win 3-0, um, I know, you know, in recent years, we've had a pretty good record against them. But even so, you look at the squad that they've got on paper compared to ours, and um, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty impressive to go there and get another win. At the start of the season, I think I had them pretty much top, if not dead top. Um, but yeah, they've been weird. You're right on paper. They're probably one of the better teams in the division. Um, but before the week just gone, that our game was their eighth consecutive game without a clean sheet. So that's kind of like, well, like, I don't know what's going on with them, mm. especially at the back. Well, you um, think I mean, a lot all, of... all the defensive issues they had in the Premier League last season as well, maybe it's sort of carrying over. Mm. Yeah, true, possibly. And, um... But, I mean, I didn't expect 3-0, three, three especially – it was at Fulham, right? Yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I was so – I think that was probably my favourite game just because of the way that we played and, like, really, really counter-attack. And we had, like, such a little amount of the ball. I think we had, like, what, 30 – no, 20-something or 30-something percent of the ball. And it was – I thought it was a task, tactical masterclass from Grant McCann. Yeah, 25% possession. Um, and I think the yeah. stat that everyone's sort of picking up on is I think we've scored, is it six counter-attacking goals, which is clearly mm. the most in the division. I think the next best has three, and then everyone else is on either one or two. So um, it's kind of a crazy stat when you think about it, but it, it makes a lot of sense with the players we've got at our disposal that we've got that pace on the wings from Grzycki and Bowler if he's playing or Bowen if he's on the wing um, to really break and... and, and the way that McGann's got them set up, playing that one-touch passing through the um, through the opposition is really sort of paying off for him now. Yeah, and I think uh, there was a goal in the middle of the game, which I assume we'll talk... No, that's the next game. Maybe it was that game. Um, I don't know what goal it was. It was Callum Elder had a huge part in it. Um, uh, down the I left think it's the first for Fulham. Uh, for first against oh, Fulham, yeah. Was that what? Yeah, there you go. That, that exact that's the exact sort of way that, that we've kind of been playing when we've been winning. And it was, yeah, it was really nice. And also Jared Bowen sitting Alfie Mawson on his ass was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and of course, I think we're going to live up that third goal from Eves for a long time. And, um, <laughs> the screamer. Yeah. That, that it was great to see him and uh, Magenis do that commentary for Skybet, um, which came out this morning. <laughs> He was absolutely, you know, loving it as well. So it's great. It's great to see that he's got that sort of sense of humour that, you know, he can take the piss out of himself as well and uh, really enjoy what was a pretty. Uh, it, it's a comical goal, but I think we said at the time as well, like he's still got to be there to put it in, and like it could, it could so easily have like gone wide or like he could have missed it or, or whatever. So it's still, you know, it's still a, a poacher's finish to put it in. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And on his attitude, like, even when he wasn't scoring, he, he still kind of gave off the attitude, like, he's going to put his head down and, and score goals. And when he eventually got that first goal, I was like, cool, I'm going to do it more. Like, he, I, I just really enjoyed it, even though he's obviously not banged him in. But just the attitude that he has and the fact that he can take the piss out of himself, I think that goes back to, like, why he's so lovable. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it did kind of come crashing back down to earth against West Brom at home, where, um, of course, it had to be Jake Livermore popping up to score the uh, deciding goal in that one. Breaking our streak of not being behind at any uh at halftime in any game this season, unfortunately. Um, but it's sort of, you know, it, it's good not to get too carried away, you know, using the cliche of the loss that you have to have. It kind of means that, yes, you know, we've been on a great run of um, great run of wins, but it sort of gives us that perspective that there's still a long way to go to um, string, string together the results we need to get promoted or, you know, get into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, they're a good side. They've, they've only lost one, one game this season, I yeah. think, for Leeds. Yeah, um, so, yeah, you're right. We, we're not going to win every game from here on. We're, we're going to lose plenty more games, I'm sure. So, it, it had to come. And I guess 1-0 to West Brom isn't, isn't the worst result ever. No. Um, so, so that sort of rounds up the four games. Um, broadly speaking across them, who, who are the players, I guess, that you've seen um, as the standout performers over those? I think, obviously, Bowen being and, and Grzycki kind of being the architects for a lot of our goals. But who else has really stood out for you? Um, well, I was, I was like looking at all our games and I think the most crucial aspect of our game is, is having our, our set back four being like our two center backs and our, and our fullbacks that have constantly been playing in, well now, now Callum has been playing a little bit more. Um, but we seem to win a lot more games when, when all four of them are in or at least look more confident defensively. Um, I think Jackson's huge for us. I don't think he gets enough credit in both aspects aspects of this game, we saw the ball that he played to Adam Taggart midweek for, for yeah. the Socceroos. That was yeah. So he he's got it in him offensively, but also defensively. He makes a lot of a lot of tackles. He works his ass off, and maybe he doesn't get touted because obviously he doesn't score so many goals and stuff. But and maybe I'm obviously very biased, <laughs> yeah. but no, yeah, I, mean, I think he's really important. Yeah, his work rate's really important for us through the middle of the, pit, the park, and it, it's actually interesting that um, this run of form sort of coincided with Kevin Stewart. I don't know if he was really getting dropped or whether he was getting rested to start with, and then it became a case of well, if it ain't broke, don't don't um, fix it. So he yeah. didn't really come back yeah. in. Um, so it meant that Lopez was in that midfield slot alongside Jackson, but it meant that Jackson was doing a lot more of the, um, I guess, the tackling and the the pressure act. So um, yeah, he's certainly been a big part of our um, our resurgence, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one thing on him though, he has popped up with a few decent chances. There was a really good chance against West Brom that he steered wide. So um, Jackson, if you're listening, just work <laughs> a little bit on your finishing. Yeah, I'm sure there's another one coming because he's got what two for the season, I think. So he can. Definitely add to those. Yeah. I think he's. I think he said before the season started that he was sort of targeting scoring a couple more goals. So, so that'd be good if he can uh, get going on that. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I guess the back four's been really impressive to me. I think Long in goal um, probably had a few doubters last season when he came in, and then he played the last few games and didn't look amazing. Um, but I think that's always going to be the case when he sort of hasn't been starting a long run of games and he's sort of getting into the, the swing of things in the first team. And he's looked really confident this season. Um, and, and I sort of said before, we, we kind of didn't have a whole lot of clean sheets to start the season, but they're sort of coming now. And I think the clean sheets are probably giving him and, and that back four a whole lot more confidence as well. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. He's, I think he's been, he's been quite good. There's been a few errors, a few little odd that haven't directly led to goals necessarily, but a few times where he's made maybe the wrong decision or his hands have been a little bit weak. But for the majority part, he's been, he's been pretty important for us, yeah. Yeah, and would you say that Elder's probably our, our 
first choice left back now. I know there was a bit. The, it's it was actually crazy. I was looking at the stats. I'm pretty sure we've played what like 14, 15 games, and I think we've had, um, you know, between the three left backs, they've each played like four or five of the games. Um, so we, we really not had a consistent left back, but I think with the way he's been performing, it's got to be Elder going forward. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, being injured at the start of the season, it was a bit hard for to work out a sort of real replacement. But yes, since he's been in, he's he's been very good, and we were weak, we were weak out wide defensively for especially like the first two or three games. I swear, all our conceded goals came to came come from. But yeah, I think he's been very impressive. Again, maybe bias, but yeah. <laughs> He's great. Um, so, so what's sort of the implication to you of these results? Obviously, on their own, they're just really impressive wins. But if we can sort of see perhaps the form that we had last season where we were stringing together these performances over a couple of months, um, you could really see a run to the playoffs. Do you do you see us as a legitimate playoff contender, um, potential to go even higher? I think Bowen was sort of saying, you know, why can't we go up in the top two? Um, or are you still kind of saying, look, if we finish top half, that's that's good enough? I, I don't think top half is necessarily good enough. I mean, I won't be too disappointed. But, yeah, I'm not sure if I've got us contenders or not. I think it'll be huge coming off the international break how how the next run of games go. Yeah. Um, I think that'll, that'll be a more telling factor, especially when we come up to the busy Christmas period and such. And then, um, I guess, off the pitch, there's been a few things going on as well. We had the... Uh... The, the ticket specials against Derby and then West Brom, which really helped sort of boost the crowds. And we've just had the announcement that um, the membership prices have all been restructured. How much do you think it, it'll impact the team to be able to have, a, you know, um, if not a, a sold-out stadium, a, you know, 15,000, 20,000, as opposed to the 10,000 there? I think it's sort of coinciding quite well with the team starting to go on a bit of a run. And, you know, if we can get a few more people coming along to watch them, it'll just be, you know, even even more of a positive impact on the team. Oh, massively. I think for that Derby game, the reason I was so confident to, to tip us was the the attitude and the atmosphere, I guess, that, that was expected at that game with, with so many more attending. And you're right, with, with the, the new ticketing system and whatnot, I think if if the people... There's obviously a few stubborn people still that won't show up, but I think that's going to get a lot of people back and I think that, that can only help it. That can't be a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's look ahead now to the Middlesbrough game that's coming up this weekend. It's um, it's an interesting one because you look at Middlesbrough and you don't expect them to be where they are on the table. They're in 22nd, um, which has sort of, I think, been um, a little bit um, ignored because of the fact that Stoke are even, even worse than them and, and Huddersfield, I guess, for a while as well. But Middlesbrough were really, you know, up until... Last season, really, they were still challenging for from promotion spots. So, and I'm sure they would have been expecting to do the same this season. So, to find themselves down in the relegation spots would be a big, big shock for their supporters and their players. Um, it's traditionally a, a ground that we kind of struggle to go to and get a result. Um, so, do you sort of see this as a pretty sort of? Um, it's almost like that Huddersfield game where um, it's it's something. It's a game that we could really, if if we're not careful, could really slip up slip up in. I think ever every time we we visit the Riverside, I kind of have that feeling. I, I think I've been frustrated there so many times. A few one nil losses. The the David Nugent ninety first <laughs> minute one is is the one that stands out. Um, but yeah, well, I, I used to be scared of it, but under Jonathan Woodgate, I, at the moment I'm not too sure I am. The whole thing was they they play boring football under Tony Pulis. Don't score goals under him. 
they've currently got like the least goals in the championship equal with the weekend. They've only scored 13 this season. So that's 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 good. Considering you've got British on Belonga. I was who, just about to say, it's crazy. They've yeah. got us on Belonga. They've got, I mean, Fletcher's not, not great, um, let's be honest. Um, but their squad's not terrible. Like it's not, it's not bottom three material. I no, mean, absolutely not. has always been one that seems to score against us when he was at Forest and at other places. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So it's a bit of a weird one. I think he could be on his last legs. Um, that's Jonathan Woolgate. I think if he doesn't pick it up very soon, he he could see himself out the door. So I think that could help, but I could also turn it the other way that. He kind of has to get results at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you see uh, any changes to our lineup? I guess the main thinking would be, I mean, Grzycki played this morning for Poland, so he might be a little bit tired. Um, I think for the majority of the squad, for instance, even even Irvine really um, only played the one game for Australia last weekend, I think it was, or even you know towards the end of last week. So um, presumably he's already back in Hull and pretty much settled back in. So there wouldn't be too much of an impact of the international break on the squad. No, and I think the players that played internationals are, are too crucial to leave out, even if they are a little bit tired. But yeah, you would assume they wouldn't be. They're still going to have a full week at least. Um, do you see any um, personnel changes in the sense that I know Eves has been in and out of the side and, and recently we've been playing Bowen up top with Bowler out wide. Do you think Bowler um, deserves another start or, or should we sort of go for a more conventional striker? I mean, it's interesting that um, in both games where we started with Bowen up top, as much as he's looked quite good up top, um, he hasn't scored until Eves has come on and um, shifted Bowen across to the right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He may be a little bit wasted up front, but we really don't have a lot going for <laughs> us at nine at the moment. So it's a hard one. And I, I think... Bowlers impress me enough to warrant getting a start, but then that goes back to the thing. I think that's where Jared needs to be, and obviously Jared's one of, if not our best player. So it's a yeah. tough one. Speaking of bowler, by the way, did you see that they um, they released the details of the buyout clause if, if we um, if we wanted to buy him at the end of the season? I did not. <laughs> it's something like uh, I think it's five million. And I just, I just looked at it and I was just like, well, we're not paying that. So <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't even know what the point of putting it in the contract was. Because, I mean, the only like slight scenario I could see us paying that would be if we got promoted. And then I'm like, would yeah, we it... even buy him then? Because I'm like, well, surely we'd go after a better player. I mean, may- yeah, maybe if he banked in like 20 goals, but yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. Um, So then what's your tip for this game? Do you see us pulling off the win up there um, to make a sort of change from recent results? I'm going to say that we win and we get him sacked. <laughs> yeah, it, it is quite interesting that he's still in a job considering um, uh, Stoke obviously sacked their manager quite recently as well and Huddersfield as well. So there's a few clubs that have acted um, more promptly than, than them, but um, mm. I guess it's always a bit harder when it's a, pl- well, it's a manager who has that uh, closer connection to the club. Um, mm. to, to make that change, but yeah, look, I, I, I doubt they could kind of carry on for much longer. I think I think probably the only thing in their favour is that there isn't a whole lot, you know, they're only one point behind Luton, so it's not as if they're cut adrift at the bottom like Stoke were a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably see us winning as well. It's it, There's just a part of me that's really nervous because uh, we just always seem to have a really poor record against them, except... Mm. Was it, the season we got promoted with Bruce, I know we beat them at home. Did I? I feel like we lost away. Was that the season with the Nugent goal that you're you were talking about? 
Um, possibly. I'm not sure what year that was. Mm-hmm. The only win, the, I think there's two wins that I can remember. I think, did we beat them 3 0 the year we got promoted at yeah, home? But that, that, I think that was at home, yeah. And, and then, then obviously and the I, FA Cup as well. Yeah, where where Big Prosh scored. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think he sort of celebrated just by just saying, yeah, you know, that's just what I do, you know, give, <laughs> give me more of a run, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I'll go for the win as well, and uh, hopefully we can get back to winning ways and uh, start pushing back up the table. It's it's interesting. You look at the table. I think we're sitting in twelfth at the moment on twenty two points, um, level on points with Charlton, who are who are sort of surprising me with how well they're going and sort of keeping it up. Um, but really, you know, you look up to the top six and Nottingham Forest in fifth on 28 points aren't that far ahead of us. So um, you string a couple of wins together and, and really opens up the table for us. That's that's the, the nature of the championship. It's yeah. always always so tight and you can't really rule anyone in the top like 20 teams out. And we'll have a big game um, midweek next week against Preston, which we'll cover on our next episode when we recap the Middlesbrough game. But that's probably... Um, our only really tough one in our next uh, little run of games because we've also got Barnsley and Stoke coming up as well. So there's a big opportunity to um, to push up the table and uh, and hopefully the boys can take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, thank you for coming on tonight, Mitch. No worries. Thanks for having me after such a long absence. Such a long absence indeed. So we'll have to make a uh, make a habit of it more often. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, hopefully we'll be back much more regularly from now on. We've just had a few... Uh, timing issues before this week, um, but come, we'll, we'll be back next week to, to recap the Middlesbrough game and look ahead to Preston. Um, but until then, come on City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back, cause you're